That's the voice of Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears encouraging Virginia citizens that it is possible to empower parents to choose the best education for their kids through an exciting new tool called Education Savings Accounts. Welcome to Speak Up Virginia, equipping you to speak up on the life, family, and freedom issues that matter most to you. From the Family Foundation, I'm your host, Candy Cushman. Well, greetings, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. To start off our new year right, today we have a special treat for you. We are featuring a very inspiring speech from Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, who talked about the key efforts going on in Virginia right now to increase educational choice and freedom for families through a new tool called Education Savings Accounts. The event was co-sponsored by Americans for Prosperity Virginia and an education coalition that we are part of called the Virginia Education Opportunity Alliance. Without further ado, here is the Honorable Winsome Sears. Are you ready to rumble? We're gonna rumble for education. I'm calling it the Every Student Succeeds account. E-S-S-A, but let's not confuse it. It's E-S-A, 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 E-S-A. That's right. I want to tell you a little bit about a few people that I met along the way. You know, 20 years ago, when I was first elected, we put in a bill for charter schools to expand it. So I'm not a Johnny-come-lately to this. I carried that bill, and it did three things. Number one, it let everybody understand that charter schools are public schools, and as a result, they have immunity because it was preventing folks from trying to start charter schools. Another thing that it did was we had funding. Another thing that it did, more importantly, I think, was that we didn't just want to know what charters were granted. We wanted to know how many were denied and why they were denied. Because before that, they could just willy-nilly make that decision. We wanted details. Why did you deny this charter school application? And then we also included that not just uh, that higher education, they could have charter schools as well. Well, we thought it would improve, um, but here it is 20 years later, and we still only have seven charter schools in the entire Commonwealth. In the meantime, North Carolina has over 140 and in D.C., they have more than 100 plus. So what kind of choice do we really have? So this administration put forward a bill to bring back lab schools, lab schools, so that our kids could be prepared. And you know, we have where actually my children, and I didn't even really realize it was a lab school, that I took them to when I was going to ODU myself. And what happens is, this is a college prep, really, for the teachers in education programs to learn how to conduct themselves in the classroom and help with innovative teaching. 
And when I went, took my daughters there, it was uh, their preschool program at ODU, I saw a lamp, couch, rugs, and I'm thinking, these kids aren't going to learn a thing. But you know, my children, they started to ask different questions. Their questions, what is that, became, why is that? Why is that? Not just what, but why. Why does something exist? And that's why I'm saying, we've got to be ready to rumble for our children, for education. Amen. You know, my father came to America with $1.75 in his pocket at the height of the civil rights movement. And so, what can I tell him that I couldn't succeed? What do you think? Could I say it's because I'm black? Really? You know, he's never beaten me in my life, but I tell you, might have gotten a belt <laughs> if I'd said that. Because he came at a time when there was real dog whistles. Some time ago, 20 years ago actually, when I was a delegate, I went and visited one of our schools. You know, we had most of the public housing projects in my district in Norfolk. And so I went down to try to put some life into some of these children to say, this is how we make laws in Virginia. And I gave them an example. And then I said, let's make a law together. And one little boy raised his hand, this is third grade. And he said, the law I want to make is that if you kill somebody, you have to pay for their funeral. Wow. He was in third grade. Wow. I looked at the teacher and she, because I want to know what kind of a life is this child experiencing? That was 20 years ago. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. So we need, as parents, the ability to send our child to any school. I want you to think about what that looks like, that when your child is ready for school and you're going to register them, they say to you, pick a school, any school. Pick a school, any school, and you say, what? Because now the only school we can pick is what is your zip code. What is your zip code? And I will tell you where your child will go to school. No, we have this backwards. You don't tell me where my child will go to school. I served as vice president on the State Board of Education. And let me tell you, I wasn't laughing when the school superintendents came in front of us, when the school board chair came in front of us, when the teachers came in front of us. I wasn't smiling or laughing because our children don't get do-overs. And at that time, we could close schools. If the school was not performing, we could close them. We can't do that now. Thanks for joining us for Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. If you're enjoying the show, help us encourage others to speak up by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with friends. Thanks for listening. How can it be that we know that if a child goes to that school, they are doomed to failure? We know it. 
We know that if a child attends that school, they are doomed to failure. And yet, we put them in the schools anyway because that's the only school. That, my friends, is not choice. We want choice, and that's why I'm behind this bill. We are going to get it. Sooner or later, we are going to get it. It's just a matter of time. We are going to get it. We are not asking anymore. We are telling our legislators that we want the ability to decide where our children should go to school. Because, you know, they send their children to private schools. They do. And if they do send them to public schools, you know that they have resources to fill in any gaps in their children's education. And in fact, I remember one time, there was one, I won't name, but he said he sent his child to public school, but he paid for his child to go out of district to a school that was a quote unquote good school. So don't let those who would stand in our way, who have the ability to vote yes for education choice, tell you otherwise. Before this, our children, in order to get out of school, to graduate, they only had to pass a sixth grade literacy passport test. Who are we fooling? And then we would say the child is educated. You know, during COVID, our public schools were closed. But there were private schools that were open five days a week for a whole year. What do we say? This COVID is so smart, it doesn't go to private schools. <laughs> really? Well, if we had the ability to send our children to any school because the funds would follow the child and not the brick building, yes. we could have said, if you want to keep the public schools closed, fine. We're taking our money elsewhere. Yes. That's what choice can do. If you're making a choice to keep the public schools closed, then I'm making a choice to send my child to another school. Yes. Imagine the power that we as parents would have. Yeah. Imagine that. And I'm not against public schools, not at all. That's right. We're about all schools. Yes. Public schools, charter schools, lab schools, home school, private schools, parochial schools. I'm for it all. That's right. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like choice to me. So, this year I visited a school, and you heard about the school I visited 20 years ago. Well, visited another school this year, and in that school, I was trying to, there's a seventh grade, eighth grade, and I just wanted to, I was looking at the children and they just looked so forlorn. And finally I was, I couldn't think of anything else to say to encourage them and so I just said, what makes you want to get up in the morning? And one little boy said, I'm just glad that I live to see another day. 
I'm telling you that in this public school district, there's a private school in that same district. And it isn't for wealthy kids either. It's for the kids who are so many percentages under the poverty line. And this private school that is in the public housing district does so much better than the, pri the, the public school that's behind it. Same children, different results. Same children, different results. So we know, we know that choice works. Listen, I'm not against, again, any teacher. Our teachers just want to teach. But they have to have all of this other stuff. The bathrooms, where, who can go to which bathroom? Who can do this? But they just want to teach. They got into the profession because they loved it. And we're driving them away with all the social stuff. If little John can't add three plus three, what are we doing here? I'll teach them the moral stuff. I sent them to school to learn how to read and write and science and technology and all that. That's what I want. So, imagine again that you come to register your child and you find out here is the education savings account. Take your child to whatever school that you desire. Take your child to whatever school that you desire. And they're gonna tell us, I'm closing, they're gonna tell us that it shouldn't be that way. Right. You as a parent should not have the ability to decide where your child should go to school. That's, right. That's what they're telling you. That's what they're telling you. When they say no, that means only if you have the means to do so. So listen, this is not about the rich folks because that's what they'll say. When we have education savings accounts, this is for the rich. You know that's not true because the rich people are not waiting on a government program. That's right. They're not waiting. They've already made that choice. So this is the new Brown versus Board of Education fight. Come on. This is the new fight. The fight was always where should I be able to send my child to school? That was the whole fight. A parent's right to decide where their child should go to school. It's always been that fight. And I don't know who ever said to us the only choice was the public school system. I leave you with this. Frederick Douglass was eight years old when his master sent him up the river to be with his wife. And when the master discovered that his wife was teaching Frederick how to read and write, he got very angry with her because, and this is Frederick's words, it was unlawful as well as unsafe to teach a slave to read because he would at once become unmanageable and of no value to his master. Frederick said that these words sank deep into my heart and called into existence an entirely new thought. From that moment, Frederick said, I understood that the pathway from slavery 
to freedom was education. 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 So if our children are illiterate, they are not free. No, they have a master, and as soon as they become adults, they will soon discover who that master is. And Martin Luther King Jr. said, six months before his assassination, when he was talking to Barat Junior High School in Philadelphia, he said, burn the midnight oil. Stay in school. Study. Stay in school and study. He said, I know your socioeconomic issues. But doors are going to open for you that were never open for your parents. Right. Be ready to open those doors when they, when, be ready to walk through those doors when they open. Oh, yeah. And you only get through those doors with education. Yeah. So, are you ready to rumble for yeah. your children? Are you ready to rumble for your children? Later, and let them know that you want education choice next year. You're not going to wait. We must do it. We must do it. So come when we call and come up to Richmond when we call and say it's time. The bill is being heard. It's time. Get other people to come with you because this is about your children and your grandchildren, your, your nieces and cousins and nephews. That's right. And you've got to care because you want to be able to say, I did everything I could so that you could have a hope and a future. Thank you very much. God bless you. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty pumped after hearing that speech. And the good news is we'll be keeping you informed on how to take action, especially with the General Assembly starting soon. The Family Foundation is going to be working alongside the lieutenant governor and others across the state to advocate for more education freedom for families. So stay tuned for how you can join the effort through events like School Choice Week at the state capitol. Thanks for joining us for this week's Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. Visit us at familyfoundation.org. That's familyfoundation.org. See you next time. And don't forget, we are stronger when we speak together.